This issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo at cryptidzoo.com. Cryptid Zoo is basically a t-shirt line that's uniquely and strangely infused with augmented reality, and it's inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand-screen printed on 100% cotton, pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend, Julian Meyer. You gotta see it. You hover your smartphone over the shirt and it does stuff on the screen. It's pretty crazy. It just comes to life. You gotta see it. So please check out cryptidzoo.com and also use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right. And you'll get 30% off your purchase. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are about 27 bucks. So it's a great deal. And that's with tax and shipping included before the discount. So don't forget, use Sunspots Comics as your promo code on cryptidzoo.com and you'll get a big discount and that is c-r-y-p-t-i-d-zoo.com <laughs> hello everyone you are listening to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 134, covering the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, November 22nd. And this particular podcast sleeps four feet above its covers. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latore. How you doing? Good? I hope. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that you and your loved ones had a great Thanksgiving. I sure as heck had a great one. Thank you to all my family and loved ones, my beautiful wife. And I hope that all your family and your loved ones are happy and healthy. So what's this Sunspots Comics podcast all about? What's the gist, you ask? Well, utilizing a ton load of years of comic book reading experience and presented in my own unique, positively nerdy, charged way, I recommend, review lightly, and discuss my favorite picks of the best brand new comic books that just came out this week. Yes, the new stuff. Please never miss an issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. All you gotta do is subscribe to it. Please follow us also along on all the social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. All in one simple to find place. At Sunspots Comics. That's right. We make it easy. Spread the word. Tell a nerdy loved one about our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And a couple of fast thank yous, of course. First, to Nick Papa George, or as I call him, Nick Papadopoulos. For making our fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song, you, you heard it at the very beginning. Please check out his band, Solution. He's an amazing music, musician. He's the lead singer of the band called Solution. He plays guitar as well. Go to solutionmusic.net for links to their music and some upcoming show dates. Right now, right now, you're actually listening to the 8 of 9, song 8 of 9 called Right Time. It's a rocking track. I'll play it, of course, at the intro and at the outro. The track rocks. It's one of their tracks from their newest album called Palm Trees and Freeways. I've been playing each song in a row for the last eight podcasts, so if you've been tuning in, you've been listening to them with only one to go. And then that wraps up the entire album, so it's a very good album, Palm Trees and Freeways from Solution. I highly recommend it. If you love reggae, ska, rock, feel-good tunes, you're going to love it. And please check out their Facebook at facebook.com slash solutionreggae. Thanks, guys. 
Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latore for his work on our brand new Sunspots Scene podcast. That's right, it's a spinoff of our very Sunspots Comics podcast. They just released episode 11, I guess last week. It's on their review of the Stranger Things Season 2 from Netflix. Check it out. It's my son, Jables, his two friends, Moises and Matt. Hey, fellas. They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight. That's a delicious name. It's just hilarious. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. Plus, they usually play just a goofy, wacky, fun game at the very end. So check it out. If you already subscribed to us, you're already going to get it. But it's also available on all the podcatchers and SoundCloud, etc. It's a fun time. Even check out their Instagram, at SunspotsScene. So now let's get into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 134. Starting out with some stuff. That's a bin floating around up in my nerd brain. Yes, the first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply into my nerd lobes this week is some comic book movie and TV news. I just got one item on the docket today for some comic book movie and TV news. It is that Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi Wire specifically, has released a five-part documentary on the history of Image Comics. It really is friggin' amazing. I just highly recommend it. It starts with the foundation with an exodus of Marvel contributors, including Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Jim Valentino, Mark Silvestri, Eric Larson, and Wills Partasio. They just they defected the Marvel Empire and they went to build Image Comics. It was an it was just a risky, edgy, super just rock star thing to do, and they did it. The video series uh, goes into the very beginning of their growing pains to create Image Comics, and what the future holds, and even a smidge of what Image is doing now and how they treat their properties, and just sort of their whole approach to the independent world of comics and the creator-owned realm of comic books. It's fantastic. I watched the whole thing. It's probably only an hour altogether. And it's not only just a perfectly put-together professional documentary, but for me it brought back just strong feelings of nostalgia because at that time I was a big comic book consumer. That's when I was, you know, working, had some dough, went out and spent a lot of my cash on comics. I just remember the shock of the news the absolute shockwave that it set into the comic book industry. It also, for me, brought this like refreshing hope and just kind of a, a sort of mini new origin, new beginning to a comic book industry that I loved, but maybe was a little bit stale at the time and doing some things like 15 alternate covers, etc. that a lot of us consumers that had some dough were just a little burnout on, I guess. So it was just bringing some hope that Image Comics was going to bring something new. I mean, there were, <laughs> to say comic book rock stars... It's just strange to even say that, but they truly were. They were rock stars in their time for just a, a, a short bit of time. <laughs> but really watch this documentary series. Like I said, it's only about an hour. It's on sci-fi.com. I think you can see it on YouTube, etc. There's links playing it all over the place. Also pair it with the one and a half hour Image Revolution documentary. That one's on Amazon Prime. You can see it for free. Both are really an interesting look into the crazy start of, Mar of Image Comics and how they left Marvel. It's just really something special. I highly recommend it. So go check it out immediately. And that actually closes the comic book and movie TV news. And actually on to the very last thing that's up in my nerd brain this week is that I'm creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Please check it out on sunspotscomics.com slash zombie destroyers. 
I've been wanting to create a comic book since I was very young. It's an absolute dream of mine, and I'm doing the writing, the lettering, the coloring, the flattening, and my good friend Jordan is doing his glorious pencils and inks. His name is Jordan Hudson. Please check out his Instagram, at Jordan Hudson. Actually, it's at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Thank you so much, Jordan, for doing it. I really appreciate it. Your art is absolutely lovely. And just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. I've actually got in my possession uh, pages 24 and 25, and... Jordan now has the final three pages of layouts and visuals and writing that I gave to him to wrap up issue number one of Zombie Destroyers. It's so cool. I can't wait for everyone to see it. And you can just go and look at little sample pages on sunspotscomics.com. Just click on Zombie Destroyers. I have the cover of issue number one and pages one through four and even a picture of Jordan's dad cosplaying as one of the characters I created named Bruce. It's fantastic. you got to see it. Please take a minute and go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. I would seriously appreciate it. And I'll give you little updates of my comic book from time to time as changes occur. And also, I just want to mention a segment that is about to just blow our minds here. I've got a bunch of people lined up. It's called Spotlighting. Ultimately, it's where I like to sit down and have a nerdy little chit-chat with people in the comic book business, either trying to make it or I've made it. And there's two in particular interviews coming up very, very soon. I don't want to officially announce who they are because we're working, we're in the we're in the runway now to landing some scheduling things to make these interviews available to you. There's a ton of them in the past. Just go into the feed and look at these special edition ones with interviews from all sorts of comic book creators. They're fantastic. Thank you all. I know you listen. I really appreciate it. We'll get some of you on again very soon. But I just wanted to mention it. It's called Spotlighting. Send me a copy of your review work or a link on social media. My email address is chris at sunspotscomics.com. I'd love to look at it. I'd love to see your work. Then I'd love to talk to you about it so we can help spread the word and get your independent work out there or whatever it is you're working on in the comic book business to help spread and share the love of comic books. And that's what we do here at Sunspots Comics. So now on to the meat and potatoes, my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my reviews and recommendations of all of my favorite brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, November 22nd, New Comic Book Day, my favorite day of the week. But of course, super light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. Ring the bell, there it is. Just in case, I mean, I'm really here just trying to recommend comics, comic books to you and not really waste or review them. Uh, too heavily so that it's just completely spoiled. I really leave the last couple of pages alone. I never even go there. I'll just say things like, huge spoiler, um, or huge cliffhanger. That's about all I'll say. But you really don't have to worry. I'm just ultimately trying to convince you, talk you into it with massive enthusiasm and my love of comics for you to just, so you get these recommendations and go to a local comic book shop and buy these comics immediately. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoilered, alert-ish thing <laughs> also to see everything recapped and all that i'm reading and all of my favorite picks of the past just go to sunspotscomics.com click on pull list to see everything that i'm reading which is up to 107 titles click on top comic books of the week to see all of my past top picks they're all there every single week i update it simplify it and compact it uh, i'm super proud of it just go check it out from time to time sunspotscomics.com you'll get a gist of everything that i'm into in the realm of comic books so let's talk about the artist winners. Every single week I pick an artist winner and a cover artist winner, which I consider to be the best of the best of all of them as far as just the art aspects go. This week the artist winner is Mr. Terry Moore. He is a just 
comic book icon, a legend in the business, for his art on Motor Girl issue number 10. Please follow him on everything on social media at Terry Moore Art. This is a bit of an unconventional, unconventional pick for me because it's black and white to name one thing, and in most cases I don't really consider black and white comics to be art winners a lot of the times. I know that just I'm swayed by color, but really that said, it's, it's just really about all the super close-ups, the realistic faces of emotions that really affected me on this particular issue. He goes through the entire spectrum of facial emotions that all us humans do, and it's so beautifully done. It really just grabbed me. It's giving me chills as I'm talking about it. Uh, wow. Thank you so much, Terry Moore, uh, for making us laugh, for making us cry, and just for making me gaze and wonder because uh, your art is glorious, it's beautiful, it's simple, it's, it's this line style that's very simple and easy and uh, sort of non-conventional, you have to see it, but it's just, uh, it's glorious stuff and it just grabbed me emotionally this week and so you had to be pick of the, of, of the week artist winner Terry Moore, glorious, glorious art, please check it out or anything that he's done in the past at Terry Moore Art. And this week's cover artist winner goes to... Trevor McCarthy for Nightwing New Order issue number four. Follow him at TrevorMC112. He does this World War II propaganda style poster that he's turned into this beautiful cover. It's the Titans team, grown Titans team, in a, just a full glorious action pose. It's wonderfully drawn, wonderfully colored. It's this burning of the Nightwing flag that represents oppression with the team fighting the Empire together in these very close quarters. They even have the blue uh, lantern ring that's sort of creating this force field to protect them, but it's it's broken, and they're standing on a pile of the Nightwing soldiers, and it's just iconic. There are so many intricate lines. It's super hyper-detailed. It's absolutely lovely, poster-worthy. Need to have it on my wall immediately. It's gorgeous. So there's the art team winners this week. And the breakdown... I actually have uh, 15 comics that I read this week. Four of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list week. That's that's not bad. <laughs> it's okay. Also, new number ones. There was only one new number one this week, Doomsday Clock, and it did not make it to the top pick list. But I'm going to say that I will read issue number two of Doomsday Clock to give it another try because it has an interesting premise, of course, the Watchmen meeting the DC Universe. I just hope they pick up the pace. It's been a couple years since DC even teased us about uh, the Watchmen fusing into the DC world, but it hasn't really happened yet, so give us some meat here. Give us something to chew on there, DC, but I'm going to check it out, but it did not make the great pick list this week, but it is a new number one that came out. You might want to check out Doomsday Clock. And also, the, let's. so now, that's it. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's get into the top comic book recommendations. This is my Great Ones list of comic books for New Comic Book Day, November 22nd. I seriously consider these the best comic books, the best new comic books that came out this week. Please buy these immediately, so go to your local comic book shop and grab them. So now we go on to the countdown, and there is four. So here we go. Coming in at number four is The Unsound, issue number six. This is from Boom, Boom Studios. This is written by Cullen Bunn and art, just horrifying art, from Jack T. Cole. And this really rattled me. This is a disturbing comic book. Uh, right off the bat, the cover has this haunting image of the character Xerxes, who is just so simply drawn, but very iconic. It's like this paper plate that he holds with his hand in front of his face with just this Sharpie drawn and drawing on it and these eye cutouts that are, it's just, 
Perfectly made for movies and TV shows. It's simple, it's iconic, and it's haunting and frightening. But it shows behind him the sort of psychiatric institution that's just in flames. And below that, beneath the surface, is this strange sort of other world with these green characters that are sort of walking up these steps that lead to nowhere. Very Salvador Dali looking. But this thing is really frightening overall. I mean, in a quick gist of the comic, it's this woman that wanted to join a volunteer work at a mental institution to help people and ultimately it's uncovered this strange sort of otherworldly universe the insane world the kind of upside down insane world if you will that is kind of crossing over and so i like that it's this strange possibility of how crazy people that live in our world today is ultimately the insane world that's kind of fraying at the edges or or blurring together and merging together with the sane world. So I like that it has this strange little weird possibility into sort of modern day as to maybe why people are cuckoo. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> there's this strange weird world where the woman that goes to be a volunteer here uh, finds out that she is uh, has sort of lineage to being this hierarchy inside of this strange insane upside down world. And this feels like an end, possibly, or maybe just an end to an arc, but this is where Xerxes, who is kind of the prince of the insane upside-down world, is now finally sort of face-to-face -face with the lovely woman that her heart's in the right place to just want to help people. And she is introduced into this absolutely insane, twisted, very beautifully artistically done weird world where there's even mannequins that come to life. There's like... These triplets that are that are bound together, that are connected triplets at the hip, end up being this strange robot when it re removes this hood. It is just absolutely bonkers. There's there's things and art on the wall in the backgrounds that seems to come to life and change every time the scene moves or adjusts. It's really strange. And she's called like the Mother of Blades or the Queen of Blades, where she can just sort of make razor blades out of her hands and shoot them at people, etc. And He's, Xerxes is trying to convince her that she belongs there, that this insane world is where she is the queen of and she needs to live there. But she's lived her life in the normal sane world and really wants nothing to do with this, but she's also trying to help keep alive the entire sort of staff of the, of the psychiatric ward that are there trapped in this upside down insane world. So what's going to happen here? Does Xerxes win? There's this cool little sort of moment where they're dancing together. It actually reminds me of, of uh, Batman... Return of uh, the the second Batman in the uh, in the Michael Keaton series, where Catwoman and Batman Batman are sort of dancing in that ball when they're in their normal clothing and they sort of figure out their secret identities there. It's very reminiscent of that, so you should de you should definitely check it out just for that alone. That little scene where Xerxes and uh, the Queen of Blades is uh, dancing in this ballroom, and they're sort of figured each other out and they're trying to decide what they're going to do here. And do, are they, do they have to fight? Is that what they're supposed to do? As in the Batman 2 with uh, that scene there with with Michael Keaton and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. But anyway, there you go. The Unsound. Check it out. It seems like this is wrapped up. I would grab this whole six issues of this from Boom Studios. It's absolutely wonderful. Cullen Bunn, come on now. Jack T. Cole with some haunting, realistic, frightening, very just artistically free kind of psycho art here. <laughs> Check out The Unsound. It's great. And coming in at number three, here we go. We're already in the top three, the big three. So here we go. Coming in at number three 
is from Image Comics, I mean, from Dark Horse Comics. It's sure the longest title in the world here. <laughs> Sherlock Frankenstein, from the world of Black Hammer, Sherlock Frankenstein in the Legion of Evil. And uh, this is issue number two. And it's definitely a, a spin, a twist, a little dive into the world of Black Hammer, which is just this nice little golden age, if, to give you the quick gist, it's this sort of golden age team that's trapped in purgatory, and in this issue, Lucy is the daughter of the main character Black Hammer. She's trying to find her father and the Justice League team, if you will, of Black Hammer that are trapped in this weird purgatory. So this is her in an, an investigative type approach here, trying to be a private eye and go to all the villains that her father beat up at one point or another or did their time in jail and now they're free or they're still in prison. She's trying to piece together as to... Maybe if she goes through the evil villains, it'll tell her where her father is in this strange purgatory of this Midwestern town where they are trapped and cannot leave. So I love that it's a little spin-off of that. You should definitely read Black Hammer. It's a multi-Eisner winner, award-winning writer, and everyone is just doing so fantastic with Black Hammer. It's option for movies and TV shows. It's a big thing that's going to happen. So check out Black Hammer and this little twisted tale, Sherlock Frankenstein. So... She's trying to find Sherlock Frankenstein because she believes that he is the very key to finding her father. This, by the way, is written by master writer Jeff Lemire and glorious, glorious artist David Rubin. He's been artist pick winner of the week in the past. I love David Rubin stuff. Check him out immediately on everything. You can check out at, Dave, at David Rubin Art. But Lucy's hot on the trail here to find a Sherlock Frankenstein when she goes and speaks to, to Cthulhu. And I love the twisted little... Cthulhu origin here. He's a plumber, and of course, David Rubin draws everything in such a wicked, twisted, strangely colored kind of hue. But even uh, so, it's his little origin story is of how the Cthulhu uh, sort of cryptozoology monster uh, merges with the plumber Lou to be Cthulhu. I love the little play on words they go with here. And I love the strange relationship he has with his wife. All they do is yell at each other, but they sort of still stay together. And they have the sweetest little daughter in the world called Cthulhu Luis. Yes, I love these plays on, on words. But Cthulhu is like this, this multi-tentacled, multi-eyed sort of spider octopus monster with a regular body. It's like the head is just this weird. It's like they half Cthulhu, half Lou the plumber. And so she goes to speak to this guy. He's kind of sweet and kind and the wife is just bonkers yelling and screaming at him and and then this sweet little daughter Cthulhu is there and so that's all I really, really want to tell you it's it's great it has this kind of scooby-doo feel to it where she, like again she's being the investigator and I'm just waiting for someone to go oh you kids and they take the mask off but it's not gonna happen doesn't really go there but what a great cliffhanger at the very end. You gotta see it. It's great. I love the cover as well because they have Dr. Or Sherlock Frankenstein uh, sort of in the background and uh, Cthulhu, the plumber, sitting in the front like drinking whiskey and smoking a cigarette and eating a sandwich with a finger sticking out of it. So it's wacky. It's weird. I just absolutely have fun with this. And the, and the way David Rubin does art, it's this dark twisted look and it's so it has this green hue to everything and he really just immerses you in this really strange world and it makes this this other world this alternate world where lucy is trying to find her her father look gloriously weird and beautiful i love it that's why you got to check out anything david rubin does and definitely read black hammer and this sherlock frankenstein and the legion of evil issue number two and coming in at number two 
is our cover art uh, winner this week. It's Nightwing, and that's the New Order issue number four. And man, oh man, oh man, this is some gorgeous stuff here. I love, 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 again, the cover. Uh, you've just got to see it. It's just glorious by Trevor um, McCarthy. And this is written by Kyle Higgins, by the way. And this is of, of DC Comics. It's kind of a Vertigo title. It's issue number four of six. And the Teen Titans, no longer teens. The Titans reunite here. That's what the meat of this is. I love it. They're right on the cover here. And it's, you know, it's got Beast Man and the Flash, but it's Wally. And it has uh, Cyborg. It has Lois Lane with a blue lantern ring of hope. I love that. And she uses it in some unique ways here in, in the meat of the story. But Dick Grayson, Nightwing, is coming to terms with basically creating this new world order that destroyed all of the heroes in the world, except for a select few that are either rebels or they work for the Nightwing Empire. And it's affecting him personally because his son Jake has now revealed and stepped out of the closet that he is powered. He's been hiding it for a long time, even from his dad and his mother, Starfire, Corey. And I love this complicated relationship with, I mean, the rebel leader is Corey and the sort of defector of the Empire is Nightwing, Dick Grayson. They loved each other at one point, but had these these idealistic differences with what Nightwing decided to do by, by capturing, uh, imprisoning, or even in some ways killing... Uh, not some ways, but some some killing done of all the heroes and villains to just stop all of the superhero nonsense they believe in the world to make the world a better place. And Corey Starfire, his uh, wife or ex-wife, not sure if they were officially married or whatnot, are, I just love that sort of complicated thing that they have for each other. They They fundamentally don't believe in what each other believes in, but they still love each other. And you can see that there and they're trying to find each other in this. And, and recapture that love. Matter of fact, just one little moment I'll kind of spoil is when Lois gives Nightwing this sort of vision of hope through the, the Blue Lantern Ring. And it's awesome. He She ultimately makes Lois Lane, Blue Lantern Ring, makes Nightwing see what he most hopes for in this vision, in his, in his heart. It's The ring is able to see that. And he sees this lovely family moment between Nightwing, uh, Starfire, and their son Jake. And so it's, again, it's really that that difficulty with what he has to do here, which is his son is captured by Batwoman. He has to get her out of there. They gotta, He has to sort of gather this team together that really don't trust him. And man, oh man, a new villain is introduced, and what a cliffhanger at the end. The cliffhanger winner of the week, for sure. <laughs> Gotta see what happens here, but Nightwing New Order has been absolutely lovely. I just hardcore recommend you get it. It's only on issue number four. And it's a six-issue miniseries, so it's a little bit of that sort of otherworld-type series outside of DC continuity. So you don't—you can just park all that at the door and enjoy Nightwing: New Order. It's fantastic, easily the number two. But here we go now—the one that beat them all, the one that is the top of the mountain, the creme de la creme, the the most delicious of the entrees. <laughs> is this week the number one comic of the week? Motor Girl, issue number 10. And this is created, written, and drawn by master classman in the comic book biz, Terry Moore. Check it out. This is from his his independent comic book uh, publishing house, Abstract Studios. This is the final issue, the finale. This is the artist winner of the week. Cover is glorious. Her imaginary friend, Gorilla Mike, is on the cover with Sam. Uh, 
in her USMC garb. And to give you the little complicated, quick gist of this story, to, to get you to go and read all of Motogirl, it's uh, Sam who lives in this junkyard in the middle of the desert in Nevada. She's suffering from PTSD, went through some insanely horrible things in like Afghanistan, and is a very ill uh, with, a, with a tumor in her brain, and she imagines uh, a lot of things. So there's always that sort of, is she dreaming, is she not? And she, she has this sort of, her best friend that is this lovely gorilla, uh, named Mike, who is just this, just pal, and it's really about the, the buddy-friend relationship there, and it's just lovely, and it's just so heartfelt, and this really, I mean, affected me, ultimately, it seriously made my heartache, it, uh, <laughs> back to the gist, sorry before I get into it, anyway, she's dealing with, they're all dealing with aliens, there's this lovely woman that's kind of this grandmother figure in her life named Libby, she's the owner, owner of the junkyard that, uh, Sam and Mike work at, and there, there's now flying saucers there. There was this government that, uh, f conspiracy sort of, I don't know, black ops government team that was trying to buy out the, just purchase the land that they're at, and then started using some hired muscle to sort of get them out of there, and this all comes to a head with, yes, the big, big aliens that are adorable. You have to see them, but they do morph into something a little frightening, and uh, you get to experience again as he, as Terry Moore sprinkles in here more of the just the unbelievable trauma that she went through while she in her service in the Marine Corps, and it involves her dad as well. That's where it really got me. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but it all comes to the culmination, a beautiful culmination here in this gorgeous, wonderful put together, little perfect ending. Terry Ar Terry Moore does these perfect three arc stories, like these traditional beginning, middle, and ends. To his stories and this is top of the heap for me of all of Terry Moore's work this may be my favorite although I he has re-readable works here like Strangers in Paradise I love that Strangers in Paradise by the way at the very back end here of this book shows you that Strangers in Paradise 25 is coming January 2018 I cannot wait but Motor Girl is a re-read for me and that's a big recommendation I don't re-read stuff I am on this train of brand new comics constantly. I just love that flow of new stuff coming in. So I don't reread stuff. I've already begun rereading this. So that's the highest recommendation I can give to something is in the realm of comics that constantly has such new and amazing things. I really don't ever do that. But it, I just can't give it five out of five Sunstar, Sunspots. Uh, artist winner, like I said, emotionally affected me. It brought me to tears. I'll say it. Um, and it's, it's so well done, such great character development that you really sort of feel like you are, are just there in the, in the passenger seat with Sam and Mike as they go through this crazy stuff with aliens and her PTSD and her brain tumor, etc. It's just all a glorious mess that is, is just beautiful and realistic and I can't give it a higher recommendation. So go get Motor Girl. It's my number one pick of the week. Deservedly so. Thank you, Terry Moore. Uh, I'd love to have you on the podcast sometime. I'm coming after you. I have in the past. I'm coming after you again. Uh, in a friendly way, of course, to have you here. But there you go. <laughs> that is the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Issue number 134. Let me lock the vault door. There we go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, November 22nd. Please support your local comic book shops. Go to a local comic book store. Buy these comics immediately. 
get Motor Girl issues 1 through 10. It's going to be collected all together in a hardbound, I'm sure, in a lovely softbound edition that Terry always does. Uh, get it all. Get it in floppy. There's some great stuff in the back end you probably won't get in collections. But anyway, if you have questions, comments, you want a personal comic book recommendation, maybe something a little personal, or maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's a comic book you want to tell me that I should be reading. Email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. I'd really appreciate your feedback and a recommendation as well. Check out my blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. My latest one is there on this the Sphero company and how happy I was with a customer service experience. So check that out. Also sign up for our newsletter, sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And tune in next week for issue number 135 of the Sunspots Comics podcast, where I will be reading a list of 14 comics next week for November 29th. And there's three new, brand new number ones that I'm hoping to get. I hope I, my local comic book shop will give me all three of them so I can read them. Hopefully they're awesome so I can recommend them to you next week and you can find out what these brand new number ones are. And here's just a quick sneak peek into some of the new comic books that are coming out next week that I'm going to be reading that could possibly be on podcast issue number 135 next week. And this is for November 29th in no particular order uh, from Aftershock Comics to to next week from Aftershock. Dark Arc issue number three and Fujitsu issue number three. Loving those titles. Uh, Graveland number three is coming out next week from Scout Comics. Killer Be Killed number 14 from Image is coming out. That's been a crazy story about that demon that's ultimately telling this Punisher-like vigilante to kill people or he'll be killed from Brubaker and Phillips. Amazing team. Moon Knight, issue number 189. I loved that uh, two weeks ago, I think. Issue number 188, which I also gave out a free digital copy of if you go and listen to last week's podcast. I love that, where the psychiatrist was uh, trying to sort of make a new Moon Knight and was just obsessed with uh, her time that she spent with Moon Knight and created a new villain. Want to see where the new Moon Knight uh, art goes and the new art team and new writing team. Super excited on Moon Knight. So check it out. That's just a little teeny glimpse into some of the awesome comics that are coming out next week. It's going to be a super powered stack of new comic books. So definitely subscribe, listen in, and tell a nerdy loved one to check out Sunspots Comics. If you missed anything, of course, I'll just put all the, sh- the, the notes on the podcast show notes, by the way, so you don't have to worry about missing anything. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope I brought a little something nerdy and positive to your commute or your daily grind. I And I, overall, I really hope I inspired you to buy some of these new conflicts because they're fantastic. And if you'd like to just give a smidge back to us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast, just go to iTunes, give us some friendly words, hit us with five stars at the same time, booth, do both those things. I'll even read it on a future podcast and personally thank you by mailing you out some comic book related little nerd prizes and i'll now leave you with the rockin track issue attack track number eight of nine from my friend nick papa george and the boys their band called solution it's from that album palm trees and freeways you can get it on itunes it's kind of everywhere just look it up Uh, it's called right time so here you go you're listening to it now enjoy the rest of it so until next week spend some time with the ones you love stay nerdy folks and of course, be like water, my friends. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
Testing, testing, testing. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan 